You ready? Recording. He's recording. Gonna record this episode. Recording. He's recording. He's recording the episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Retro Time Podcast. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Derek. Hey, what's up, Derek? I'm good, man. Doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing great. Man, I I had a little mishap today, Derek. Lunch. <laughs> I just got home. We got Indian food for lunch today. Mm. Um, and uh, guess what? What? Spilled it all over my pants. Oh, <laughs> I thought it maybe gave you a Tikka masala. No, no, never. No, I, I got guts of steel, Derek. No, I, uh, I I just spilled it all over myself. So I had to, as soon as I got home, because we were about to record, I had to take my pants off, spray some shout on them, and hopefully <laughs> hopefully my shorts aren't ruined. We'll see. So funny story. I um, I might be going to India for work in uh, November. Interesting. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. And so not not it's not set in stone yet. Still got to check on budgets and stuff. It's not a cheap trip. But I was just thinking, I can't wait to eat Indian food. In India, I'm really excited about that, and I realized, like, wait a minute, I'm eating tikka masala, <laughs> which is basically a British invention. It's not even Indian. So I'm like, now, well, what am I going to eat in India? <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll see. I guess I'm going to try all kinds of other stuff there. I'm sure it'll be good. But speaking of guts of steel, I think I'll be okay. Everybody's like, oh, you're going to get sick. I'm like, nah, not He'll me. Be fine. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Nate, on the other hand, shout out. To Nate. <laughs> oh, Nate, he's still wearing those little tiny uh, European boy shorts I bought him that time. All right, so Derek, I found an interesting thing this week, hmm. and I think we're all familiar of the stages of group development, right? Lay it on us in case in case somebody that's listening maybe isn't. Forming, storming, norming, performing. Okay, right? yeah, okay. But I found an article this week that I found to be really interesting. They had a fifth phase. A fifth phase? Mourning. Like, you're mourning the loss of the group, oh, right? Oh, yeah. I have never heard that, and I'm thinking, oh, someone must have uh, just come up with this recently. Come to find out, this was <laughs> from 1977. Whoa. So uh, <laughs> this has been around for a long time, and it's funny. Nobody ever really mentions the mourning part. But I thought it would be interesting to kind of go through this because I don't think we've ever really talked about these stages of development or stages of, of, uh, of, of a group forming. And it kind of ties into our last week's episode mm. where we talked about joining a new team and asking questions and stuff um, and seeing things that are wrong. But we haven't really ever talked about like getting together as a team and all the, all the stuff that goes wrong the first few months or first few weeks when those teams get together. So I thought it'd be kind of interesting to just sort of talk through some of these stages and then lastly, dive into that morning part. It's funny because we, we actually talked about this, not even realizing that this was an official thing. But do you remember we talked about this like uh, at one point, you mentioned it, I think, specifically, when we talked about uh, that last team we're on got defunded and everybody got laid off. It was it was like losing you know all your friends and all your, your these relationships you built over the course of three or four years. And, you know, you're like, oh, man, all my friends are, like, gone now, you know, and you're like, in right. this mourning period. It was really interesting. So I thought we could dive in a little in, into that a little bit. That sounds real good. <laughs> all right. So um, we've got – I found this interesting article. It was from uh, Indeed.com, uh, actually. So this is this actually dates back to 1965. Uh, a psychologist, a guy named uh, Bruce Tuckman, okay. uh, wrote a paper about the developmental sequence in small groups. Hmm. And he came up with these, you know, stages, uh, the four stages originally, forming, storming, norming, performing. 
So the five stages, um, it's funny because when you think about joining a team, you've probably been through a lot of these and never realized that this was something every team goes through, right? You join a new team and you're just like, oh my God, you know, these people, they don't know what they're doing. Like, what the hell is going on? And then over time, you kind of get to a point where it starts to become normal and then you start to realize, like, hey, we're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. Uh, And then lastly, you know, inevitably, these teams fall apart and so we can talk about that new fifth stage when i say new i mean new to me because it's been around for me too champ so for me so this is the first stage right you're talking about this introduction everybody's kind of polite mm-hmm. they're quiet and <laughs> nobody really speaks up generally there's like one group leader who sort of kind of moves the thing along right you're you have like, what's the established roles? You don't want to break any rules. You don't want to step on anybody's toes. You know, you're sort of starting to think through that that timeline. And it, it's funny because this article actually mentions like some groups, this might only last for like a first meeting, maybe a week. Mm. And then others, this could go for a while. It could go for several weeks, could go for months. Yeah. Um, probably going to last too long, but really just this sort of forming. It's like where people just are kind of getting a hang everything and who's who and who's doing what. And so, you know, it, it's interesting. I'm, the more I'm thinking about this, like, I'm not sure how often this kind of happens from scratch, right? Like a new group comes together. I could maybe see in a large organization where a new initiative comes up and, you know, you're you're getting a bunch of people from different roles or an organization dissolves and then you start a new one. But this doesn't happen very often, I don't think. I think this is kind of rare that that you sort of start from scratch, you know? So you could be the one sort of, if you think about this, the way I kind of interpret this, and I don't think anybody's ever mentioned this, but I feel like there's also sort of stages of the group, but then there could also be stages that you feel like I'm forming, like I'm getting the hang of all these things. Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, you get the new person who's kind of polite and quiet for a couple of meetings, and then they start to speak up over time when they start to get a hang of everything, right? So it's kind of interesting. So maybe think about it like in, in those kind of ways too. It's not just forming from scratch the group it could be you joining a team you feel me feel you bro all right so then you hit the storming stage right and this is when you know maybe there's conflicts people are starting to butt heads people are asking like who's this guy why is he in charge you know this person doesn't know what they're doing you know you're starting to try to establish all the roles and responsibilities and actually start doing them in practice right and then you start to notice there are people in the team who are kind of working together as individuals or not working together, rather. They're they're kind of working as individuals yeah. more than a cohesive team. And what's interesting to think about this, this is when a lot of people are like, God, this is so stupid. I hate this. Why are these people doing this? Mm-hmm. This paper, though, notes that this is a normal and healthy thing. So, you know, the teams can kind of get past this. You go you go past this stage, and then it's it's important to know that it's sort of just a a stage that passes, right? Don't don't think like, oh, God, I hate this, and start trying to find a new job. Realize that this kind of thing, it sort of, it it happens, it lasts for a little while, and then you move on to the next stage. Something like, like you know, the stages of grief. Like you have, like, you know, you get upset, you get mad, you get angry, you get sad, you get whatever. Mm-hmm. I should have should have looked up the stage of grief <laughs> to compare them to this, but anyway, I didn't do that. So, so uh, tough. All right, so then you got norming. So norm. This is when you you know less less conflicts. The teams start to understand the specific roles and what they're doing, and they start to get really comfortable. You know, maybe the leaders are delegating work. They start to socialize together. You know, maybe outside, like you actually go to lunch with these people. Maybe you start to get coffee with them, or you know, maybe you do happy hours after work, things like that. And it's it's this could be like over a long period of time, right? This could be I don't go. You could have a team that goes through this quickly. Or you, you could hurry up and go to the next stage, the performing stage, or you could maybe stay in this stage for a little bit of time. But again, it's normal, right? This is like, this is the the normalizing of the team. You're starting to get a feel for things. 
you might not be super efficient yet, but you feel like you're getting kind of, you're getting a hang on what you're supposed to do, who you're supposed to talk to, you're getting a hang on all this stuff. Performing. So this is the one that I always thought was the last one, but we're not done yet. This is the fourth stage, performing. So this is when, you know, you start to just get in a rhythm and you got this team who is just like working really well together. You know, it's the, the leader doesn't really tend to get involved, might help facilitate when needed, but they don't really get, get you know, too involved with decision-making, more autonomous task completion so the team members just know what they have to do. The conflicts are usually constructive, uh, related directly to the project rather than personal disagreements. So you're starting to think less about, like, you're a jerk, I don't like you, and it's more like, I don't like that idea, and here's why. Let's see how we can work together to, to kind of get this, this going. Makes sense. So what's interesting, though, in this, and I guess in this study, they they did a specific study back in the 60s about like small groups and tasks related to like a specific end goal. And so what's funny is like at work, though, we tend to stick together as a team, but just have different tasks that we do over time. But we keep doing those with the same team. All right. We're not always, you know, leaving the team and, and starting over and over and over again, which is possibly why. We haven't really heard about this fifth one, which, again, I thought was kind of new, but this has been around since the 70s. <laughs> but this last one is mourning. So your team, it's over, and you lose the team. And with this one, actually, I think this one was, uh, they added this one in the 70s, so 77. So it's, I guess, relatively new. I was almost born. Mm-hmm. You know, so this actually, let's see. Um, so the guy, original guy, Tucker, Tuckerman, sorry, and some of his other colleagues, they identified this fifth stage. And in this stage, sort of, um, this is when the team separates. You've got sadness, grief, uncertainty about the future, a sense of loss, right? It's like your team is dying. Your friends are gone. You know, you, uh, this is like exactly like something you mentioned. Use almost the exact same words. I think even you, you mentioned something about a sense of loss, about losing a team or a boss yeah. left or somebody, you know, your friends from work leaving stuff. And, and they note that this is sort of momentary. You only last a short time. when once you're able to start focusing on a new work or a new project, right, you start to start this thing over again and you start to storm and perform and norm, and, or sorry, form, storm, norm, perform. Yeah. And then eventually more. <laughs> and, and it's funny because uh, the, the other term uh, in the in the article that we're referencing here is adjourn. So mm-hmm. adjourn just, I guess, just means end and, you know, collect where we're at. And, and then this this idea of separation yeah. and then mourning, obviously, is the sad part. Now, I didn't use the term adjourn because it didn't rhyme. <laughs> I think <laughs> adjourn and mourn, adjourn, it's, it's, adjourn. But maybe that's like uh, adjourn, more of our accent. Perform. Adjourn. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I wonder I think if it's this person it is, was, yeah. it was British or American. Uh, it doesn't say where he's from, but I wonder if forming, nor, storming, norming, I don't know. performing, I use my adjourning. I, I, adjourn. I, I don't know. That's how it maybe I'm trying to try in a British accent, see how it sounds. Adjourning. Yeah, it works. Now try morning. Uh, morning, mate. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's mate. That's pretty, is that yeah. his mate? Uh, First of all, great accent, shot, <laughs> uh, and I think it really explains uh, why yeah. it maybe doesn't rhyme. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, sorry to any any uh, British friends out there in the UK. <laughs> he did his uh, best. I butchered your accent. He did his I best. I could have done this in a yacht accent, though. Hmm. That'd be really easy. Yeah, you want to hear it? Yeah, hit it. All right, forming, storming, norming, performing, morning. <laughs> That's awesome. Sounds like a sounds like a yeah. It sounds like a, a lot of people are going to say, "Wow, that sounds like a New Yorker." But it's the, the, there was a Absolutely distinction like in there. It's really yeah. yeah. So great oh, well, job. you got to say Dolan at the end though, because then it's yeah. really you got yeah, forming, storming, norming, performing, morning, Dolan, like that. 
That's great. <laughs> oh, anybody not from New Orleans listening, he's like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> so that last one, though, this is the one I actually really wanted to talk about today, though. Because this one sort of, it, it's funny because they this one, they glance over it, but I feel like this one sticks with you, right? Mm-hmm. Because this is that one that sort of leads to that conversation that we talked about last week. Yeah. Right. Where you have these ideas and it worked really well for this team and all those things we did really like we talk about this all. It's funny because we still talk about this old team that we were on um, all the time. Like every episode, probably we talk about this old team and it it sticks with us, you know, and I don't know, maybe we're weird. Maybe we're strange (laughs) and not a lot of people think this way. But I felt like that team we performed and we we uh, we did so well together that all those things that we did. I think about them and I think, God, I wish I wish all teams did these things, you know? Yeah. Um, and I have that sort of sense of loss, you know, that exact sense of loss for this team and for that work that we did and for the, the, the processes and for the, the events and all, you know, all the things. The dip, you know, even as silly as like the dip day, that doesn't worry. You know, it can't worry. Remember, like we talked with Brittany yeah. and she talked about trying to bring dip day to her team and they were like, what the fuck are you doing? This is so stupid. Yeah. You know, and it, but it worked for us. Yeah. And like, it's one of those things, like just because it worked for that team, you know, it's like, it's sort of like, I guess where I'm going with this is like one of those things where you just recognize that that thing had its place. Yeah. Right. And that thing belonged to that team and you, you just can't force. And now some things obviously you could always bring and you could, you know, it's, it's not necessarily the dip day that we, that was important. It was the camaraderie and the friendships and the event of, of socializing with that team. Mm-hmm. Right. We just found that to be the thing that we all grasped or, you know, held on to, but it could be anything anyway. So it kind of goes back to those core principles too, that we talked about. Like mm-hmm. the core principle wasn't dip day. The core principle was the, the socializing and the, and the camaraderie mm-hmm. that helped to, I think, get us to that fourth stage of performing. You know, it's funny when we talked about our team and how we felt, I thought about this a little bit, and I think that there is a a longer mourning cycle for teams which end in specific ways. Mm, so, oh yeah. so you know, if your team you are know it's ending and you're able to kind of process it, and maybe mm. your 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 friends are all going to different teams within the organization, but it's not necessarily, or you're yeah. going to work on separate projects, but you're still together, you mm. can kind of put a bow on it and move on. What happened to us right. is an extreme form of adjourning or joining. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that's it, it's, I call it perpetual mourning. Well, it was, we didn't have any closure. And that's you know, what it that was, was the yeah. weird thing. And I think a lot of people that went through COVID experienced this exact same sure thing. They did. You know, it's not unique to us. Like we went home thinking two years ago, oh, we'll see you in two weeks. Yeah. You know, remember we said that? We're like, oh, it's only temporary. Like, we left our stuff at the office. We left our, you know, all the knickknacks, all this stuff, all that, all that crap. We left like everything just as it was. And then we realized, oh, wait, it's not going to be two weeks. Oh, it's going to be a month. Oh, it's going to be two months. Oh, wait, we're all gone. No one's ever coming back together again. And we didn't get to have a party. We didn't have like a going away. We didn't have like, you know, a celebration at the end, you know, like we didn't have like a funeral, you know, for this team. It was just like, imagine lost at sea and never saw them again. You know, that's kind of, it's very traumatic and you don't get a lot of closure that way. And maybe that is why we we keep thinking about, maybe that is why that's an interesting uh, insight, Derek. I like that a lot. Appreciate you, brother. You know, in in a, in a less sort of feels kind of thing, I was thinking about how you mentioned, Brittany said certain things transfer and certain things don't from teams. And, you know, it's funny because I recently suggested a way we used to do release management on our product, how we had Mm -hmm. specifically how we did it in our source code repositories. And I proposed it to our team, my new team. 
I was hesitant to do this for about a year, but I realized something that in order for you to propose a new thing with the team, you have to have their trust. You have to be yeah. at the same level because they all have already formed. They may already feel like they're performing. And even if you come yeah. in and say, guys, this isn't performing, you're starting all over again. And it's interesting because if you're if you're a trusted party and you bleed with them, once you've bled with a team, then you can yeah. start saying, okay, guys, check this out. You know, like I've been on calls midnight. I had to work over the weekend a few times. Once you do that stuff with them, they're like, you're one of us, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so yeah. honestly, I would recommend anybody that wants to, that's, that's leaving a team, joining a new team, do that as quickly as you can. Bleed with your new team. Get in there with them. Do do their thing so that, Get in the trench, not just yeah. so that they can trust you, but so that you can understand their situation too. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, dude. Well, and that goes back exactly to last week's episode, yep. which is why I think this ties in so well. Everything that you're saying is exactly the, the advice that we both gave last week about joining a team, giving it a chance for a little while, getting their trust, yeah. you know, becoming an insider versus that outsider that wanted you to change all the P's and R's. And as soon as they left, you deleted them. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's kind of the same it's thing. Funny. Like, I wonder, you know, in that case, if it was somebody from the, the team who had been on your team recommended, you know, changing the P's, starting the, the, the properties right. with the P and the resources don't with you, an R. How do you remember that? You, would, you, would you guys have, uh, you know, um, deleted it? How, how could you touch those P's and R's? Do you know that Tim <laughs> spent days making those P's and R's? May he, may he rest in peace. May he rest, Tim, rest in peace. Yeah, well, he's not dead. He's on, yeah, he's on another team. team, but you know how we do. Um, <laughs> so there's a. Uh, I pay attention to all of our episodes. Today. Oh, I know you do. How I, how I know I, you <laughs> do. You, you're the greatest, greatest uh, pre-episode, uh, previous episode puller uh, that we have on the on, this, on the Retro Time family. It's true. Um, yeah, one of us is. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to mention something quickly about a couple of the other phases. Forming is really fascinating to me because there is some kind of assumption that that only happens when the team is formed, the, the beginning of the project. But I would mm -hmm. argue that if the project lasts a long time, whatever long time is in your head, and you are constantly having people come in and out of the team, yeah. you could potentially be in a perpetual state of forming for yeah. years. Yeah. I will tell you, dude, the team I'm on right now, when I joined, felt like a forming team. They also felt like a team who have tried to get to those other stages, but were pushed back. So at the storming phase, they were so dejected over the years, it seemed, that they were pushed back into forming and told their, their opinions didn't matter. It seemed like, seemed like for a while before I joined, it was a very toxic situation. And that toxicity, when you've reached a norming phase, which should be, you know, something that you can sustain, even when people come in and out, those toxic actors and that toxic behavior is rooted out of the organization. Oh, yeah. Because if there is, if your organization has someone in it right now that makes working a nightmare, then you are not even in norming. You're ah, still yeah, stuck in that storming phase. I don't care how long you've yeah. been a team. And you'll, you may be in norm. I guess like, I don't know, depending on the definition of norm, you may have normalized that. 
behavior. Ooh, maybe right? so. That's a good. You know, way to you've put normalized it. that toxic behavior, but you'll you you will probably never get to the performing. Stage. Maybe that's it. Maybe if you have if you retain you know? toxic act- actors and behavior in the norming phase, then you'll never you'll never jump. That's a really interesting point. Right. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to call uh, Doctor Tuckman. See. Oh if, yeah, uh, old Tuck. He's still around. He may have died. He's, he's probably. I'll be honest with you. Old Tuck's probably long gone. Let's talk one of his kids. That's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll just we'll just, just I'll just go first Tuckman we see in the in the phone book. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're not related. <laughs> it's all right. Um, yeah, no, that's a really good one. So that uh, that's true because like in that forming stage, you know, this this is specifically again a study was done with a bunch of teams that were, had small projects and started and i guess they didn't expect people to come in but yeah in those teams like i said you know where you're you have a long-term team you just tend to work on different stuff but those te- those people kind of float in and float out you know go back going back and thinking about that one team that we were on you and i were probably the only ones that were on there for like four years mm, yeah right i mean we lost like that whole original contracting team mm-hmm. then we got the team in new orleans and then those people went in and out then we had the team in Hungary for a while mm-hmm. then we lost them and then we had the team in Poland uh, and then the, the whole time we had another team in New Orleans that kind of floated and then we absorbed another team from another group inside of our org and and merged those teams and then you know even it's funny because as we're thinking about this like I'm just thinking there's probably within the larger group that we were working on those sub teams had to storm and norm and perform over time yeah it's in little, you know, like in little pockets. And so yeah. one team is kind of coming together, and when, you know we changed that one name. We changed the name of the team. They had a new pod. All we complete, we created a completely new pod. You know, they they had to start over, even though everybody else in the in the group uh, was kind of working the same way as they had before. So yeah, it's really interesting to think about the dynamics of like. I almost think of like I don't know why I'm getting this picture in my head of like Jupiter, and like the bands of and the storms that are just kind of rolling around. It's like mm. so cyclical, right? It just sort of yeah. and they're all going in different directions, but they're all spinning. Sure. You know, and and I don't know why I'm thinking. <laughs> I just got that picture. Jupiter in my head is Jupiter. cool, man. Uh, Jupiter is very cool. Actually, I think it's very hot. <laughs> actually, is it cool? I don't know. I don't Who know knows? Do. Uh, it's very far from the sun, so it might be actually might very be cold. cool. But it's uh, the inside of it might be very hot. So I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Well, if you know, please let us know. If you know, let us know. At retro, retro, hello at retrotimepodcast retro at gmail.com. <laughs> if you know, Judith Cooper does not. Please let us know. Tweet at us. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I don't know. Um, that idea, just like all these things kind of happening it, with like spinning around and, and forming, storming, norming, performing, yeah. and then going back to, to, to norming and performing and or, or forming, whatever it is. You know, you know what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Within one larger group, right? So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know, good insight, Derek. It's funny as as you as you. One thing I have noticed, though, in my own experience, so take it for what it is, is that as you rise in the now, you could say that the last phase is kind of a big dip, but as you rise in the chains of the stages and the stages of team forming, your maturity is tied to how closely aligned the people are to the goal. I found of the actual mm-hmm. thing you're doing. And at first, no one's aligned because no one knows what it is. Then people yeah. argue about what it is. Then people, uh, then people work toward it. But then people, once you get to that performing stage, they're passionate about that goal. Mm-hmm. You know, like they think about the people in the shops, the people in the retail store, the people in the, you know, they, they vis- they're envisioning them while they're doing their code. They're like, this is going to make them yeah. so happy. It press enter. Yeah. You know, I do that. <laughs> yep. Um, I know you do. So it's uh, it. it's it's, and you know I always sing praises of UX uh, around you because first of all I know it makes you happy. 
I know it gives you a little tick. <laughs> I know it gives you a little tingle. But also, I believe tickle. it. Give me a tickle and a tingle. I believe it because the thing that a lot of teams are missing is that is that connection, that connection to mm-hmm. their their mission, their goal, and uh, leadership sometimes is there to ask when you're done, not necessarily to help lead it, lead and and provide that vision. So UX is a great group that uh, can like help refine that. You know, maybe it's a blurry vision. They can help clarify. Uh, and, yeah. and I think working with you throughout the years, I've noticed that that is something that the discipline helps with a lot. Yeah, you're right, baby. Um, I was just thinking, too, one of the things that, that could help. I'm, I'm just trying to think, like, how do you get, you know, advice, I guess, to how to get to that norming, performing stage faster? One of the things you mentioned was getting rid of the toxic people or trying to, you know, flesh out the toxic people. Flush out the toxic people, rather. I don't know how you do that, though, and some teams, like, don't have the... They don't have the power to fire or, you know, hire mm-hmm. some of those team leads that's totally outside of the scope of their work. So, you know, maybe you have to get HR involved. It's really bad. But um, aside from that, you know, trying to flesh trying to flesh out that that toxic, it was establishing the norms early. Right. Yeah. And so we talked about, you know, definition of done, definition of ready in the past that we've talked about, like in, in the case when Brittany was on, we talked about that exercise that she went through with establishing the team culture. And when you onboard people, that's part of the onboarding process. They understand those norms without having to just learn them organically. And so they're able to kind of hop on and just understand, oh, our culture is that we're always empowered to speak up. So I'm going to speak up mm-hmm. as opposed to waiting six months to learn that they could speak up. You know, so they're much more likely to do those things early. That's the kind of stuff that I, I just think about, like, you know, it's clearly very difficult to do that. <laughs> it does take certain people on the team to be able to organize those things. Um, some people you might might want hear you want to do that and say, ah, we don't need that crap. It's just a waste of time. Yeah. So it, it takes a, you know a certain certain team to be able to want to do those things too. But if you can figure out how to do that, I think having those things. Remember, we put up those banners in the office that had all of our core principles on it and and all that stuff, and we tried to reinforce it, and we made you know little stickers and, and things like that to be you know part of the team and swag and all that stuff. Um, you made it made you feel like you were part of that team as opposed to an outsider. We did the awards. Remember the awards? <laughs> Smarties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we give little uh, awards that we would give out for people for doing really great things and, and, and showing those behaviors, those team behaviors that we wanted to promote. Right? Beautiful thing. Uh, so anyway, those are just some examples of things that we did. Again, just because it worked for us means it doesn't mean it'll work for you. But those are just some, some ideas that you could apply to your team to get there faster. That's all. Yeah, man. The uh, the team the team I'm on now actually is actually doing something interesting. They're taking uh they're taking the concept of definition of done and, and all these things and they're moving putting it together in what they call a team working agreement. Uh, and I'm sure this is a, this is a you know a term that's used in the industry, but it it was a it's the conversation when building it to me is the benefit of doing that. And when when building it though, uh, what I noticed was that people were focusing so much on how to name your user stories and what should go here. And uh, like, it was all very, it was all very like surface level stuff when what we need to target are those things you just mentioned, the behaviors. And how do you react when someone critiques your story? (laughs) Because we've seen this in past where developers will get up, get offended, pissed off because someone reviewed their story and had negative feedback or something. Yeah. And like that that kind of soft skill. to, to, To have a principle where we accept that we are not always right the first time mm. <laughs> rather than user story comments should should include the xyz and never xyz like sort of yeah. 
being so prescriptive about it as opposed to being prescriptive mm -hmm. about the behavior. And then when I was talking earlier about the fact that the team needs to align to a goal, I think if they align to the goal and align their principles, not their not their necessarily all of their specific, you know, with how they where they get up in the morning, how early they get to work and all that stuff. That stuff can help if you're trying to coordinate, but it's those principles, man. And the fact that, mm -hmm. I, I don't know, it's bringing a, bringing a warm feeling in my heart to think that we actually got to a place where we were awarding people for behavior yeah. that we all agreed as a group we wanted to continue and how healthy yeah. that actually is. Like that is unre unreal how healthy that is. And I completely forgot we did that. All I remember was little tassels. Yeah, that was it. The little I never got words, one, yeah. by the way. But I don't think I don't think. Well, I think the idea yeah, was. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I was supposed, supposed to. to <laughs> yeah, but uh, whatever. Uh, but you know, there's some other examples. Um, we did this thing in in our in one of our previous organizations. We did a thing where we would give those little stickers that had the the team behaviors on it, right? And the idea was, you know, you like a like in in a, in a college football. Oh yeah. Uh, not not every conference does it, but some conferences do, where they put the stickers every time you get. I don't even know what those are. What are those for? In the, in the football, on the college football, uh, I don't know. All the stickers I don't know. Maybe for like, they, for like, how many heads you hit? Someone's ankle or I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Getting a hit, yeah. uh, breaking someone's ankle, yeah. whatever it's for. Uh, but you, you know, you have all these things on, and, and it's you know supposed to get inspire you or uh, uh, to get you to to behave in a certain way, right? Yeah. So we did that, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, I, I did get one of those stickers. <laughs> I think we kind of that just sort of fell apart because everybody was remote and we're like, oh, we're supposed to get these stickers to people. Nobody's in the office anymore. But um. Anyway, that's just sort of another idea. But yeah, there's a lot of things that you could do like that, you know? I think those are, are really good things to explore. Absolutely, man. Was that it, Derek? <laughs> I think that might be it, champ. <laughs> I think we're done. Uh, you break someone's ankle, you get a sticker for your helmet. Yep. Good also, stuff. make sure you buy a sticker. That's important, too. <laughs> also, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Check it out. Check us out at retrotimepodcast.com slash stickers. <laughs> get yourself some stickers. Uh, you, someone breaks your ankle, give them a sticker. Mm -hmm. Put it on your helmet. You know, yeah, yeah put it on your helmet. <laughs> So stupid. <laughs> oh, check us out at retrotimepodcast.com, retrotimepod on Twitter, tweet at us. You know where to find us. Come get us. Come get us. <laughs> all right. That's all from me, Derek. Until next time, y'all. Take care. Take it easy. <laughs> uh, that was like the worst ending. <laughs> Sorry. When you said when you said you couldn't join because you had your pants off and you needed to put your shirt back on, I thought something else was going down at the old uh, at the old Miller residence. Oh, oh no! I just spilled. Uh, I got you know dropped a, a piece of naan with uh, tikka masala all over. By the way, it sounds like a real fun time. <laughs> I mean, it was good. It was worth it. There you go. You know, that's what I ate all of it. Yes, sir.